Welcome back to the HAZ podcast. Welcome Movement Youth and everyone else that's watching us right now. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. We are on our fifth episode. So don't forget to like, to subscribe, comment. Remember, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. So today we're going to be talking about sheeps in wolves clothing. Man, that's that right there is already a pretty uh, powerful title, a powerful topic. Um, what is sheep or, or wolves rather in sheep's clothing? What does that mean? Does anybody want to take a uh, take on that right away? Yeah, look Michael. <laughs> wow, great! <laughs> Finally, all right. Meaning, uh, she, uh, the wolf meaning is a predator and hidden amongst the prey. So instead of being an ally, it just wants to hunt down and take advantage of the situation. Hmm. So that's sheep's uh, wolf in sheep's clothing. So for me, taking advantage of the vulnerable. Wow, taking advantage of the vulnerable. I think that's that's a pretty big thing too. Is people that um, take advantage of others, people that like. Man, you know, you brought up some really good things of the vulnerable. There's people who are innocent. There's people that are vulnerable. There's people out there that can easily be prey. And if we actually look at it, um, the sheep, you know, sheep, they're vulnerable. You know, they always need to be defended. Um, I know the Bible compares us as the children of God also as sheep. We also uh, always need a shepherd. We need a pastor. We need for him to always be after us. Why? Because we are sometimes defenseless. Um, you know, what are some examples, though, when, when there's a predator that's taking advantage of, you know, the vulnerable? So there's a, there's a really good example in the Bible about when, when Jesus speaks to the Pharisees, that he speaks to them in a manner that, that he, he always speaks in parables, but um, he told them, you know, if if there is someone going into the not garden but the the herd gate mm -hmm. where where they're supposed to lay where the sheep mm -hmm. are supposed to lay if they're not going through the main door then all they are is a thief or a liar or they they've come to rob or steal or just kill and the only way to go through that door is through Jesus because Jesus is that door. He he's there to save people, and he's there to save his flock, his sheep, and and anybody who comes in that isn't through Jesus are just there to steal the sheep. They're just there to to take that flock, and this leads into you know false prophets. You know they're like you know. Oh, Jesus and God spoke to me. I am the new prophet of this world. I will save you through my hands and not Jesus's hands and not God's hands. Whereas, whereas you know, you go to a a place where where they are speaking the truth, which is you know they're they're actually speaking from the Bible and they're using the Holy Spirit um, for good, and they're making themselves a vessel to Jesus 
And that is a that is the big difference between between wolves in sheep's clothing and you know kind of like a um like a hired hand to to go in and help the the sheep go to the shepherd which is Jesus um this reminds me of there okay so there was this pastor who went to another country to preach and in his preaching he was giving his testimony of like how that went and he said that in the church like he okay the holy spirit manifested god manifested lots of people didn't take him seriously because he he wasn't someone of a high status Mm -hmm. and so you know lots of people didn't take him seriously but when he went there you know obviously he was praying to god and like saying god like use me um there were lots of people from a satanic church that were infiltrated like they were in the choir they were ushers they would they were people serving wow and that night that first of all you know it was revealed that they were from the the satanic church and then they were delivered to so like i think that's a a very like you know it could be a scary thing too but a, a an example of like a wolf in sheep's clothing mm-hmm. like in the middle of the church there were people dressed as others who were serving camouflaged and bam like at the end they they found out that they were part of a satanic church but they were delivered so glory to god <laughs> so okay so the people that were infiltrated they were they they yeah so so the yeah yeah so the reason they were in there was to bring the church down i think it was one of those big churches like mega churches okay and like somewhere in the choir somewhere you know like serving in this area in that area and like they were exposed that's crazy you know i think that's why it's important as Mm -hmm. as a group of followers of christ of disciples is that we need to be alert we need to be you know sharp in the spirit to be able to discern those things because you know i i've been a christian for man i think the number is probably closer to 20 years now so 20 i converted in 25 uh, 2005 2005 was it like 19 years now 19 18 years so um in all my years i have seen different types of people come through the church for different reasons, mm-hmm. for different motives. I remember uh, when I was a young leader, um, I had this guy that we were we were watching. Um, he was coming to our hops. He was, you know, he he said he needed help. Um, he was trying to escape alcoholism, and we were helping him. Like we were really picking him up. And then, like he just started coming to church, and he would worship. And I mean, this guy would be passionate about worshiping. This guy. If you looked at him, you, th- you would think, man, this guy's on fire. And I remember he would tell me, he's like, man, like I have experience with it. angels. Uh, the other day I walked out of church. I felt like I was in the clouds. Like this man was like just living this encounter. And I was like, why am I not living that encounter? Why, why am I not feeling the same thing he's feeling, you know? And then it ended up being that he was living a double life. Mm. He was asking for us to help him with money. He wasn't finding a job. Um, and we were helping him out out of the bottom of our hearts. But it turned out that he was still consuming alcohol where the place where he was renting 
And it got so bad that the owner of the place had to call us and tell us, hey, you need to, you need to get this guy. Like, we know you're helping him, and, uh, but he's, he's not really about what he's, what he's saying that he is. And we, I had to go see him. I had to go visit him. And yeah, he was just blackout drunk and just acting belligerent in this place where all these, all these non-converts were there, like non-believers. All these unbelievers were there in this house. And they knew that he was a Christian. He, they knew that he would go to church. Um, in another occasion, there was a guy who came to our house of peace just asking for money, asking for money, you know. And like he gave me this whole sob story and he had kids and everything. And so we were helping him, you know, we were helping, we were collecting money, we were collecting offerings to help this guy out. And we were even trying to help him to find a job. But it turned out that he, he just didn't want to work. He was just lazy. You know, he said this whole story that he got fired and all this and that. And the truth came out that he was just going from church to church, just asking for donations and just living off of that. Yeah. And the whole, like, him, you know, like, being, like, I thought he had come to our church to be part of the um, community, to be with us. It turns out he was just using us. Yeah. And so there's people that use, um, you know, there's people that abuse the church. But then there's also uh, situations where there's leaders, too, that are abusing the people, that are abusing the flock, you know. Um, and I feel like that's why we need to be in the spirit. I feel like that's why we need to depend on God, not depend on man, not depend on what we see. Because, you know, leaders are here today. Tomorrow they might not be here, you know. And um, I think, Brandon, you were mentioning it, how... Whoever is not Jesus, let's talk about that. Whoever is not Jesus or sent by Jesus, and they come into the flock, they come into the field where the sheep are, then he is, uh, what did you call it, a salaried worker? Someone who's just looking for gains? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, but I know, I know what you were talking about. But the Bible talks about um, he who is just a salaried employee who's not the shepherd, who's not the pastor. And we can talk about, you know, throughout history, there's been false leaders that take advantage of people's faith. I just saw a documentary about David Koresh, what happened in Waco, Texas. People put their faith in this man. He said he, that, that he was the Messiah. He said that he was Jesus' second coming. And it got so bad that he said he had a revelation that God told him he needed to take everyone's wives, and they were his wives now. If that would have been me, bro, I would have been like, <laughs> you know, I, I would have gotten out of Dodge. I would have gotten out of I would have been like, yo, you, that's crazy. But people believed him. That's the thing. People believed that that was a revelation from God. And because he said that God spoke to him, people did not question him. And I think that's a huge problem is never questioning. I know... And I'm going to be careful saying this, but sometimes it's good to question our leadership. Um, not in the sense of defying, but really taking whatever they're saying to the Bible. That's what I've learned, is that whatever is not in the Bible, usually it's just man-made, fabricated. To, to, take, to take that away, but... Um when you learn something from from a mentor or a leader you you also 
should grow on it. Like you should also delve into it yourself as well to, to get a deeper understanding of what they just told you. Like what they just taught you is, is that and of itself, like that's its own area. But then you have to take that knowledge and that, that information and you, you, you have to delve even deeper by yourself because that's where you truly change. And, and when you truly take that to heart and truly change yourself to be more like Jesus and to be more in his image. I have, I'm sorry, I don't know if you, I have, so what I thought about right now as you guys were talking about that was fruit. So something so big, you know, that comes from a person is, and what they're receiving, you know, what they're producing is the fruit. And not only that they're growing fruit, but what kind of fruit are they giving? And I think that's that's something so important that we observe that too. You know, when and from from the heart a person speaks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever's in the heart, the treasure that's in the heart. Okay, what they speak, how they represent, how they act, and then the fruit that is produced after that, like what fruit is it is it the 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 juicy apples that you know grow on beautiful trees or is it those beautiful cherries sometimes that you could see on bushes but they're actually poisonous hmm. you know like Ooh. what it like what is the fruit they're producing to wow. you know also there there can be that that fruit that that is misguided the people that are misguided and mm-hmm. they bear the fruit they bear that cherry that looks really appetizing but you bite into it and it's not poison, but it's just really sour. And it still needs to be either ripened or it needs to bloom into a new flower. And it still has it still needs time to grow. And and sometimes you just get in those scenarios where um, you're meeting the right person, you're speaking to the right person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael, you you were kind of telling us you were showing us this clip of this person who uh what, what was it they were asking that people had to give like a certain amount of money oh yeah it's crazy uh yeah there he was saying he was saying that all right i got i got a word from god like there's two people here and there's two two things that he asked me. Uh, oh, is it the one or yeah the yeah yeah the one with the one you just like, showed us the first one Seven thousand dollars. Oh, the next one, five thousand dollars. And the thing is, he knows that that the people are not gonna go on. So, further in the video, he says, "I'm gonna count to five. So he he puts them a time limit. The one, and then two, three. Nobody's nobody's passing. Everybody knows. Like this guy's crazy. Yeah. The moment the moment there was there's a moment that. God will make you look like a fool despite what position you're in or what moment. Because a false prophet is so like out there. They, they're, how do I say this without offending a lot of people? They're there for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not there for They God. get comfortable with their own sin, yet comfortable up in the pulpit. Hmm. Oh. They've lost they, the holy. They lost, lost, they lost the first love. They're conformed with their own sin, accept their sin, accept who they are, not willing to change. And then they decide to put on a mask 
and say, I am, I am free. I am not sinful. I will preach about love and everything and knowing dang well that you might have like not even give your grandma five bucks for, I don't know, a grocery or something like that. Like you're a false prophet. You're, you're preaching something that you're not practicing. Mm. They're double-minded. Double-minded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That's, and usually at the time, most of the time, they are getting corrupted by money because everywhere is in need. Like the sheep are innocent. They don't know nothing about the world. Can you imagine just this false prophet abusing them by every cent they have? It's like, yeah, I'm gonna there's I'm gonna give out this word and bring the offering. Like every five minutes. Like if this word touched you, bring the offering. That sentence touched you, bring an offering. Hmm. God has a promise for you. It's milking it. And he can be so the devil can be so convincing. And just like God can use us as tools, yeah, the devil can use yourselves as a trumpet, bro. So, like I said, uh, not also not not only false prophets reveal themselves like that. They can be sneaky. They can be part of the congregation. They can be even a pastor. Uh, I was kicked out from a church. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm go not surprised. In. I was. Oh my gosh! Church. They got mad at me for some reason for speaking tongues. So I was speaking tongues, glorifying wow. God, and they said, "Yeah, it's enough. You got your family out." And I was like, "Okay." And so we were out, but while we were out, this pastor was observing where we're going and emailing every pastor, "Do not accept this family. This family is this, this, and this, wow. and this, and this, and that." that. So, thing, these things are going on. We, we established in this church. I think we have like around seven years being here. Wow. And just three years, just three years of constant, yeah, like, yeah, do not accept it. Nah, da da this, and da 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 da. And we just let it go. At this point, we just let it go. It's like, all right, what's the point of just carrying that burden? And they were emailing these people, like, yeah, do not let them join. They're horrible. <laughs> they steal, whatever. And, Instead of us being angry, like, towards Christians, thinking like, oh, uh, if they're like this, all, if this person's like this, all of them are like this. Right. It's like, what is the point of following God if everybody's like this? Right. So this, that's the seed that every sheep, I think every Christian had went through. And this is why there's so many dead Christians. Ooh. It's somebody that somebody gave them a word or somebody treated them some way and just decided to let it go. Decided it's like, if I don't like this pain, I don't like this trauma. Uh, they lied to me. They stole from me. I'm just going to let it go and leave. Okay. So why didn't that stop you? Why didn't that kill you from ever visiting a church again? And, and I want to, after you answer that, you made a meme about, you know, the pastor, yeah. when you, you get yeah. out, you're leaving yeah. church early. But before that, why didn't that stop you already from, like, visiting another church or just, just kill you from seeking God? If I'm being honest with you, it's just uh, God speaks to all of us through miracles. And during that time of, during us being Christian, uh, God shows his miracles, signs, and wonders. Hmm. We had macaroni that multiplied when we didn't have no food. <laughs> Legit, we had to give it out to the church. Like, hey, I got a lot of macaroni. Eat it all. It's, it wow. lasted a whole week. 
Wow. Uh, we we were poor. We didn't have an, the luxury to go to the Mall of America and go for some rides until mm-hmm. Joshua, but from all people, uh, tested my mom and said, like, like, let's go to the mall. And I think this is the first week that we were here. So let's go to the mall. And so like, and he's and my mom's like, but we don't have money and all that stuff. And Joshua being Joshua, he's like, don't we don't we serve serve a a, a real God? Come on, yeah. Like, and then he's, and then my mom's Come like, ah, oh, I cannot even deny this boy. So, <laughs> so we went to the Mall of America and and a family, a family of five. So we're five brothers and a family of five walked up to Joshua and gave him five tickets Ugh. and he's like hey Crazy. yo we got tickets here here we go and it took us to like three rides or something and then another family came and gave us tickets it's like here there's more tickets i was like tickets oh my god tickets. i was like wow. wow i even have it in my snapchat and i was like this is crazy oh, yeah. god is good and then i know my friend seems like this is dumb this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen it's like for us it's something big for us it's something important impactful and then that's a sign. Small and dumb as it seemed, for us, it was a miracle because we did not have the luxury of doing things like that. So, and also, the God did a miracle with my mom recently owning a home, which it was impossible at the wow. time. So, there's so many signs, miracles, signs, and wonders. And it's like, we went this far. God showed us his faith. He's faithful. Why should we just dip him out? Because of one mistake of a Christian that did. Man, that's so good thing that you had encounters with God. Because, see, that's, you know, that's what happens a lot of times. People, they leave church because they see things they're not supposed to see. Um, You know, you posted that meme that's got, I don't know, close to 2,000 views now. Of where it says, you know, you try to get out of church early and then the pastor says, the devil is trying to run away or something like that. Oh, my goodness. But what, what's crazy is someone commented that. And so that kind of that kind of started something on Instagram. People started commenting. One guy commented that he got turned off from going to churches because he went to a church and uh, he didn't fall back. He wasn't, you know, we understand it as being slain in the spirit. But he he did not understand it, and he did, he wasn't falling back. So I guess the person that was praying for him was trying to push him down to fall back. And then because he didn't he didn't know what that was about, they said you're impeding the spirit. And so you know that person was he, they commented they shared that saying you know that that just turned them off. And so you know I kind of commented on there using the movement page saying you know we're sorry bro that you went through that you know don't let that turn you off from seeking God because obviously that's not a reflection of how God is. And a lot of people, they get turned off. Like what Michael went through, man, like this person emailing other pastors, like, hey, don't receive them. That makes someone feel like the black sheep. You know, and, and, and there's all these things that, again, you know, people, they abuse, abuse power, they abuse authority. And I think sometimes it, it gets to people's heads. That's why, you know, I've been a leader for many years. I've been a youth pastor for many years. And I'm always afraid of using that authority to influence, which is just another word for manipulation. I have always been afraid, I have the fear of God, of manipulating people. Because people, they let you in sometimes. They let you in their lives, you know. And people sometimes come to you as a leader and they say, hey, should I do this? Should I not do that? That's always my advice is to seek God first 
before the counsel of man, before the advice of man, you need to seek God and depend on God. All I'm going to do is tell you what the Bible already says. <laughs> That's it. The Bible already says, it. and of course, obviously, if God speaks, because God does speak, but the thing is, it's up to me. If God hasn't said anything, why am I opening my mouth? I know of leaders that they will say, oh, God said this, and they use the name of God. They use the name of God to manipulate people, to get their way. And I, my question is, where's the fear of God? Because God is real. God is real, and God can take you out in a blink of an eye. You know, and, and, and I don't want to face the wrath of God in that way. Lots of people use um, the term fear of God in, in the wrong context. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of these times, it's, it's people that are um, religious, and they're religious Christians, but then there's always the, the big saying, like, you know, if you were turned away from, if you walked away from God, because of a, an encounter, like you encountered religion, you did not encounter God because mm -hmm. God will never turn you away. Go like on. he will never, never, ever turn you away. Yeah. And so when people say, you know, you don't have the fear of God inside of you, like they take it as like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to fear him. Like I'm supposed to like fear who he is. Like, no, that's not, that's not the, the, the way we're using that that term fear we're using the term fear as in oh i'm afraid of disappointing him i'm afraid of you know i have the fear of you know what he might think of me because i did this thing wrong knowing that i could have done it right, right. Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time is they're like oh you don't have the fear of god in you you're a sinner like they condemn you and people get turned away from that. And they're like, well, I came here to be fixed and you're pushing me away from that. And, and to the people that, that, that have walked away from Christ and, and they've come here for the first time and they're just listening in, um, go find another church, keep trying. And you don't even have to find a church. You can just worship on your own, just throw on some worship music. You don't even have to know what it is. And God will fill you with his presence. He will fill that area, that atmosphere with his presence as long as you seek him. There's also some uh, Christians, uh, let's say, let's say it's not a black, uh, like a wolf on, black, on white sheep's clothing. Let's say uh, there are leaders out there uh, that push the talents of the way too far over like over what's it called like overcharged them or over you know they're overzealous ex on them. Ex yeah over exhausted on mm -hmm. their skill sets it's like oh this guy's good in social media just use them social media use them use them use them, use them. and that's the point that instead of you becoming a sh a shepherd or or pastor of sheep you're sh you're sh you're becoming a Hold on, I googled it. A shear. Instead of you behind the sheep, you're ahead of the sheep. Hmm. Like, who's what's a shear? Is the one who cuts the wool. Yep. And as a pastor, 
doesn't cut the wall. He just guides you on the grass where it's greener, where you can eat, where you can be fruitful, like where you can rest. While the shearer just follows you around <laughs> and sees like this, this, this sheep has good wool. I want to cut that wool. Uh. Use that wool to produce something that benefits me. So, as leaders, I want you to ask you a question. Are you a pastor or a shearer? You need, to, you need to reflect on that because you need to ask, actually talk to your, to your leadership as well. And probably somebody's feeling down. Probably somebody's like, I don't know, is this actually being a Christian? Is being overworked, being this and that? And they're, they are in the, earth, in like the verge or already left the church. And this is an, also an excuse of other Christians like, ah, they just use me. They don't want me they don't they don't accept me they just want me that what i have mm. so that's what people and i i fall into that too uh i'm a photographer not in the church but not in the church but i feel that in the outside world i have a photo i'm a photographer i take pictures of their moments and i'm not invited to a party just to hang out with them. Mm. i'm invited to a party because they want photos and they they don't want to pay the price of my work, mm. so it's just like you're invited, but bring your camera. <laughs> like you're invited. So to, if you didn't have a camera, yeah, I would not be invited <laughs> at all. That's 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 as well as like differs between identity and and identity of yourself and the identity of your 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 skill set. Who, who are they really want me the skill or me mm -hmm. so that's the question that i want to ask you guys comment below uh open up really open up in the comments open up in the instagram i've mm -hmm. been posting memes just open up mm -hmm. uh it's like yeah i've experiences through that we will pray for you we'll comment back we'll like it and probably we're gonna do another topic like this one. yeah um i i appreciate when people comment you know, I, I definitely love to see comments, you know, like even if it's in the setting of a meme, you know, like that, like, I think it was two, three people that commented their each, their own scenario, what they went through with the church, being rejected, being turned away from the church. And I'm like, that's just crazy. That's crazy. You know, um, but I, I, you know, there's one thing too that uh, I kind of brought up. So, you know, on Instagram, sometimes I come across different posts um, of what, you know, there's actually, there's actually Instagram accounts that are about making like memes of what Christianity does. I don't know if the people that run the accounts are Christian. I think they might be, but there's accounts that are like just calling out all these things these just wacky things that christians do and there was one that i saw that i i can put up here on the uh i want to put it up here and i'm gonna put it into frame i saw a post of a pastor in africa who was farting on people to heal them 
So there, there it is. The viewers can see it. Um, it says, South African pastor who claims to heal people by farting on their face. And this sounds like a joke. This sounds like, at first I was like, no way. Dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, biggest that, clickbait of your life. That can't, that can't be happening. You're kidding. And I actually look into it, and yeah, this, this guy, you know, I'm not going to put his name out there for, uh, you know, just... For reasons, you know, we're but, not here to slander. We're not here. No. <laughs> he already knows who he is. He knows. Everybody who he knows is. who and he is. I I looked him up on Facebook, and someone commented, "Isn't this the pastor that farts on people to heal people?" And someone's like, "That's the same guy." And so, um, yeah, a South African pastor who claims to heal people by farting on their faces claims he fart claims he farts the Holy Spirit. <laughs> To be honest, that's insulting, even for the whole that. Story. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that is blasphemy. Yes, but that, that is blasphemy. Put a bomb right there. On, on a serious blasphemy. note, that is a huge problem. That, because because people are seeing that. I'm and, surprised he's still alive. Yeah, people are seeing this stuff and they're tur- getting and going, "What the heck?" And they they turn away. They turn away from yeah. Christ because they see this this pastor, this guy who's on this pedestal. And they see him, and they're like, "Well, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen." Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to Christianity for this. Like, Absolutely. they, they are dishonoring and deflowering the image of Christ and what He did and the message He spoke. Yep. And if we read the Bible, you know, Paul was usually the one who would mention this a lot. There, he would always tell the church. He would tell the. The audience that he was writing these letters to, these letters to, whether it was the Romans, Galatians, whatever, that there's these 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 teachers out there. Paul would say that they came from among us, among us, but they weren't really from us. They were among us, but they were imposters, and they're out there teaching. So Paul would warn the Christians, telling them, "You need to stay." in the doctrine that you have received you need to stick to the word in other words that's what paul was saying you need to stick to the word because in this case this this man that says these things there's there's a problem with his ego how can he put himself in a place that he can blaspheme the holy spirit like that and continue to operate mm. you know how, and but the problem is there's people that still flock to him and allow this to happen there isn't someone who would stand up and say you know what that's not biblical. Show me in the Bible where this happens. I understand that Paul would wipe his sweat mm-hmm. and the, the handkerchiefs had power because he would wipe his sweat off and people would grab them. Okay, But this, this is blasphemous. I don't believe the Holy Spirit moves like that. This is a joke. This makes, this makes us Christians look like a joke. I think this is why it's so important for us to have a relationship with God and to find a church where the truth is preached, Absolutely. Okay, where things are, you know, like truly said on the Bible, the Bible is truth, right? Um, and that we have that personal relationship with God ourselves, because as we're developing a relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is going to, we're, we're going to become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit when he's saying, um, but like, you know, learning of the word too. Like there's, there's a part in the Bible that says, my people perish 
because of lack of knowledge. Oh, mm. yes. oh. lack of knowledge. Like, oh. and and I understand for the ones who are younger or coming into, you know, like what Christianity is, you know, what a relationship with God is. We need to take care of them, right? Because they're learning. But like, if if we've been at it for years, and and there's you know people who who are following religion, like Brandon was saying, where mm-hmm. there's no change, where you know they're the same person who came in and leaving every day from church um the like the the relationship with god is very important but the people who have been you know at it for years and there's no change is because an encounter that you know is truly transforming hasn't happened and because that relationship with God and the Holy Spirit needs to develop and truly mm-hmm. needs to be established. Mm-hmm. But yeah. something so important is is truly knowing who He is and coming to the Bible, coming to Him, so we don't perish because of lack of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, when will people? Uh, how do people acknowledge when it's a spectacle or with excellence? How do uh, people determine? Uh, determine or vote on if this is a spectacle or it's a an excellence so what are the difference between a spectacle and excellence for you guys because there's in the bibles that says that do everything with excellence Excellence. but sometimes that spectacle and excellence bleed into each other and christians and general christians and I've seen this in, in Easter. You already know who mm-hmm. am I talking about. Mm-hmm. They want to do something big, something powerful, and whatever. But sometimes uh, trying to entertain somebody instead of informing mm-hmm. something and outweighing the entertainment has become a spectacle. Mm. So what's your point on that one? As far as like the difference between you know something that's a spectacle and something that's excellence, is uh like what is it what what is the result you know what is the result of the people mm-hmm. like are they actually transformed was there a change or were they just entertained for a little mm-hmm. bit and yeah maybe you know touched for a moment but then like they leave the same or there really wasn't a change in their lives wow yeah the way the way i would define it is um if it's just a spectacle, if it ends just in being a spectacle, I feel like maybe we have to see what the motivations were, what the motivations are. Because if the motivations aren't the glory of God, then it will only stay as a spectacle. I think and as something with excellence can have a spectacle inside of it. Mm-hmm. Jesus on the cross was a spectacle, mm-hmm. but with excellence. Mm-hmm. Because, like what you said, Jenny, is what was the outcome? Yeah. Because Jesus was naked on the cross. The way the passion showed it, the way movies have shown it, does not come close to what really happened when he was on the cross. He was naked. He, was, he had barely any skin left. His beard was torn off. It was truly a spectacle. And I Googled once how tall was the cross, like the beam that holds him up. It was as tall as a flagpole. I don't, it's like, what, not several feet tall. So essentially, the cross was tall, and everyone could see it. It was a spectacle. People were... Obviously, the devil was enjoying it, but whoever was there, I don't think anybody was enjoying it. There was a soldier who said, 
man, that guy was innocent and in what we did to him. But because Jesus did it for the glory of the Father, it had an outcome of excellence, even though it was a spectacle. But when it's just for entertaining, if it's just for the glory of man, if it's just to be known, yeah, it'll be a spectacle. It'll be, wow, you know, it's going to be a spectacle. But uh, that's, that's, it's going to stay there. Well, we're actually going to end it there. Uh, we hope that this topic was a blessing to you. I think some of the takeaways that we wish you to, to leave with is uh, depend on God. You know, obviously, there are people who, there are men and women of God. We're not saying that there are no men and women of God. There are true, genuine men and women. There are true, genuine prophets, just like there were in the times of the disciples. There are true men and women who speak with the voice of God. But what we're saying is always depend on the word of God. Depend on the Lord. He is our number one source for truth. Everything that you receive, that you hear people tell you, scrutinize it under the light of the law. That's what I do. That's what I always do. I receive prophecies from different people. People have prophesied to me different things. There have been prophecies that were from God, and I've seen the fulfillment. There were prophecies that, you know, I think the person might have eaten pizza the day before, to be honest with you. But what do I do all the time, every single instance, is I go to the Bible, and I say, Lord, this person said something. If it's you, confirm it. And you know what? God confirms it. When it's from him, he confirms his own word. So we would like to close in prayer, actually. So there where you are, wherever you're watching us, Father, I pray for the audience right now, whoever's watching us, whether it be in Spotify and Apple Music or on YouTube, Father, whoever's listening to, the, to us, if this video, this podcast, this episode was shared to you, Father, I pray that you bless the listener, that you bless the audience. Father God, I pray that you would shine the light in these trying times, in these times of darkness, in these times of confusion, in these times of identity fluidity, Father, I pray that you would guide them, guide them to the truth. Your word says that your spirit will take us to every perfect gift. Father God, I pray that whoever is listening and watching and they're hungry to hear your voice, Lord, of course, send messengers, send genuine messengers that will carry your word to that person that is awaiting your word. But above all, I know that you reveal yourself, Lord. Reveal yourself in visions, in dreams, in prophecy, Father God. Thank you, Lord. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. This has been the HAZ Podcast. We will see you next time. Remember, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. And we are on YouTube. So subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Movement, M-V-M-N-T. Y-T-H underscore M-N. We will see you guys next time. Everyone say goodbye. See you in two weeks. Wait, do that again. Do that again. Say goodbye. See you in two weeks. Bye-bye.